You are now listening to 103.5 Don FM. Coming out on this podcast is something you feel comfortable doing. Well, it's that's just it. I'm not. I'm not coming out. Like I'm not. Like I said, I'm not gay. I'm just attracted to the weekend. <laughs> Welcome back to Less Than Zero. Uh, I'm Christian, and uh, I'm Hania. And uh, in case you aren't aware, uh, we're discussing the weekend's album, Don FM. Um, today, we're going to be going over what songs? Uh, Sacrifice, Tale by Quincy, and Out of Time. Correct. Um, do you want to just jump right into it? Yeah, I think we should start off with Sacrifice. I think so too, because that's the next song that is up on the album. We'll so. go in order. Yeah. All right. <laughs> We've touched on this before, but um, so before 
the when the album first dropped. Oh my god! <laughs> when the album when the album very first came out, um, me and Nia said like, "Hey, let's wait until we can listen to it together to actually listen to the whole thing." But to hold us over, we were both like, "Okay, we can pick, go through the track list, pick just based off of the name, pick one song that we can just listen to as much as we want until we listen to the whole thing together." Right. And this was the song that I picked, and I that's a pretty solid choice. And what did you pick again? You picked a good, another good one. Every Angel is Terrifying. Oh. Which ooh, it is. Terrifying. Ooh, yeah. Mm. In retrospect. So you and I had a very differing experience of what we thought this album was going to sound like. Yeah. Uh-huh. Based off of that. And I think <laughs> after you chose it, maybe, because we, we listened to this, these songs for like a whole day, and then the next day we listened to the album in the evening. Yeah. I think at that point he had already announced that Sacrifice was going to be his next single. I think so, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, the thing about, <clears throat> not that this, we're, we're going to get into sacrifice, but I just have to say this. Okay, the thing about Every Angel is Terrifying, <laughs> it starts off so good. You probably thought you were in for a treat. Yeah. And then, yeah, something happens after like halfway point in that song. Yeah, it takes a little bit of a turn. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it really... <laughs> made me confused about what the rest of the album was going to be like. Yeah. Um, and then the more that I listened to it, the worse that it got the second half. I yeah. And we had a good, like, three-day wait. So that was all you had yeah. for quite a, quite a while. Yeah. Um, okay, so Sacrifice. Um, I enjoyed listening to this for those three days. It's a fucking banger. Um, what, uh, what, what were your first impressions when you heard Sacrifice? Like, just right off the bat. I feel like I knew it was going to be one of the most popular songs. Me too. Because yeah. it was so similar to, like, Blinding <clears throat> Lights, Take My Breath. Mm -hmm. It just seemed like the next one. Mm -hmm. It's another one where, like, he... I, I really feel like he steered hard into the 80s sound that he yeah. was going for with this. Um, it, okay, when he did After Hours, <clears throat> he, like, definitely touched on the 80s. Mm. And I, I wondered for this album, I was like, is he going to stick with the 80s thing? Because, I mean, he already did that pretty hard on the last one. I, I thought, like, he either has to abandon it and go with another, you know, theme or whatever, um, or he has to just, like, steer into it hard. And when I heard Sacrifice, I was like, oh, he steered into it hard big time. Uh, the, the guitar that kicks off the song, hmm. I, I immediately recognized it from some Michael Jackson song, but dude, for the life of me, I like can't figure out which one it, which one it is. And I, I've like looked all over the internet. A lot of people think it's want to be starting something. Yeah. A lot of people think it's thriller. I, I literally don't think it's any of those, but I know it's some Michael Jackson song. I don't know. Maybe you guys out there can like help us out, but yeah. Do you want to try playing? Yeah. Okay. Just to hear some? Yeah. We'll try. We'll try playing one. <clears throat> it should be that. Thank you. Okay, so this is Wanna Be Starting Something. I kind of get this one. I, I kind of get why people think it's this one, but it doesn't quite solve the puzzle for me. I don't really hear it. A little bit. Kind of. Same rhythm. Thank you. 
little bit. When you play it back to back, it sounds more similar. But if I were to just think of the song, yeah, not really. It's a little more bouncy. It's not as like metal. Like the weekend has a more like metal sound to it. A lot of people also think it's thriller. Um, I kind of hear that. You know, that is actually pretty similar. similar. That's pretty similar. <laughs> it's almost like a combination of both. It kind of, yeah. You know, I think, you know what? There's a guitar at the end of Billie Jean that kind of sounds like that. Let me get to it. I kind of want to just listen to the whole thing. <laughs> Sisters. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I kind of see the, the combination there. Okay, now I'm springing this on you. Hmm. I, we didn't talk about this beforehand, but I'm gonna I'm gonna play you something else that I found was pretty cool. Okay. Um, it was this guy combined sacrifice and thriller into the mm -hmm. same song. It actually sounds really good. Um, hang tight, everybody. Here we go. All right, check this out. I'm ready. I was like, oh, this sounds just like it. <laughs> it does. It's close to midnight. Something evil's lurking in the dark. It works, dude. It works pretty well. I need that the moonlight. You see a sight that almost stops your heart. You try to scream, but right? Let me get to the let me get to the chorus. That's good, dude. Okay, so that is by Jorma Mashup, J-U-O-R-M-A, Mashup mm -hmm. on SoundCloud. Shout out you, dude. That was, good work. That was really good. So he had to pitch up the Sacrifice instrumental and pitch down Michael's vocals, but it worked pretty well. It worked surprisingly well. Y you know what? Maybe he did just, maybe Sacrifice is directly inspired by Thriller. Thriller. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hear it now <laughs> after that. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> Which is really cool. He's very inspired by him, so it makes sense. But he, yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. And I'm glad he is. I, I don't want humanity to ever forget about Michael Jackson. Yeah. R.I.P. Um, do you want to play the song that it's sampled from? Yes. I think that's kind of interesting. So okay. we, I shouldn't say we. I speculate a lot about what songs inspired different songs on Don FM, mm -hmm. but we actually have a confirmed sample for sacrifice yes and it's actually 
hearing the the song that it's sampled from, it's really surprising what he did with it. Yeah, it was almost like so subtle. Yeah, yeah. Well, because this the song that he sampled from is like, it's it's not a electronic poppy song. It's like a very old school mm-hmm. piano riff, and the weekend just kind of did his did his thing, you know. And it was still from the eighties. <coughs> Excuse me, everybody. Sorry. First sneeze of the show. <clears throat> You're welcome. You got it there, Chief? Yes. All right. So it's called I Want to Thank You. Who's it by? Alicia Myers. Alicia by Alicia Myers. She just learned English. I can hear it. I think we're good. Um, yeah, no. Shout out Alicia Myers, providing the groundwork that eventually became sacrifice. Um, what? How else do you feel about? How, how else do you feel about it, musically, instrumentally? I think it's like one of those songs where again you could listen to it over and over again, and that part. I think it's called a bridge. Bridge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, there's a siren. Sorry, everybody. Oh no. I live next to the fire station. Some idiot had to go catch on fire. It's <laughs> so sel- it's so selfish, honestly, to like want to be put out. Like, if you're on fire, like, someone could be recording a podcast, and you're just gonna like, like call. Yeah. That's rude. <sighs> Agree. Yeah. But let me play the portion that I'm talking about. I think it's called a bridge. Go off, queen. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's okay. I said it's it's giving yesterday. So. Yeah, oh, that was yeah. Okay, we're even. Yeah, I believe it's like two twenty. Yeah. Something. I know what you're about to play. Let's see if you can time the hay. Let's see if you can get it. Hey, all right, that was good. Good job. A friend is a friend to the end of the end. That's forever and a day. Stay by your side, don't hear me say goodbye. Come with me, cause that's what friends do. That's what friends do. Cause that's what friends do. Which also, I think those those few lines summarize the entire song. Yes, uh, yes, for sure. Yeah. Um, before we get on, before we get into what he's talking about, I have to say, my favorite thing about the song, honestly, my favorite thing, is how he pronounces "baby" in that bridge. He doesn't say "baby." He like literally like flips the vowels. Instead of saying "baby," he says "bebay." He says <laughs> "ooh bebay," and I fucking 
dig that dude. Like better than better than yesterday or not yesterday, but what? Uh, better than the way he said baby at uh. Oh, when he refers to the girl as baby. Yeah. And, uh, and take I, my breath. I would say I like it better than that, considering I hate that. So, <laughs> hold on, can we play it back? Right? <laughs> I thought he was saying baby, but okay. Baby. gets me every time every time yeah totally erect right now um <laughs> sorry um yeah uh, okay so do you want to get into what he's what he's trying to get at here with this one yeah so again i think it's like the crux of the portion that we just played a few times is mm -hmm. basically the whole song yeah what's he so say he says i hope you know that i i tried mm -hmm. and then i hope you know i love my time which yes. Is basically the whole song. I agreed. Yeah. To me, the song basically is about him. He had to end a relationship with someone, um, girl, presumably. Hmm. Could be a guy. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, who knows? Who's yeah, to I say, would... really? Yeah. Um, I think it's basically, yeah, it's just about him breaking off a relationship, saying he just, like, doesn't have time for it. He... I think he says, <clears throat> I don't want to sacrifice for your love. I tried. I don't want to sacrifice, but I love my time. That's what you said. He also says, um, he wants more of the night. Yes. Yeah. That's what I was talking about. Yeah. But I sacrificed your love for more of the night. Yeah. So, oh, and I tried to put up a fight, but you can't tie me down. Yeah. So he like tried to fight his urge to like want to be I don't know want to be single want to just like not be tied down whatever but it seems that his desires won um which I like I don't know if I want to talk about this on the show but like I'll touch on it lightly like I get that yeah I think we've all been there where you feel like you're either pursuing a romantic relationship or you're pursuing your dreams like you've been caught in between right and like I didn't really want to apply it to everyone else. I kind of wanted to just make it about me yeah. to make me Leo. feel special. Yeah. Right. But that's okay that you did that. I'll let it slide. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, when I first heard this song, I was like, damn, like, cause it was like, when I first heard this was right, right around the time that I got out of my most recent relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, so it resonated with me pretty heavy. Um, how do you think it ties into like where we are with his character's journey? in this album. So we left off with Take My Breath, and he he had kind of been pulled back into his old ways by some, some uh, you know, thought. Yeah. So, wait, what? Well, uh, no, not that. A thought woman. Like Fine woman. O-U-G-H-T? Not. O-T? O-T, but. Okay, okay. According I, to him, probably. Probably, yeah. Yeah, one yeah. of his homies. Like we talk, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. So, <laughs> Um, I think the more that I think about this album, the more that I think it's almost him like looking at his, like reflecting on his past actions and sins or however things worked out more yeah. than like a linear, um, in okay. terms of like character. So I don't necessarily think that this 
is talking about the person that he just interacted with. Yeah. Or whatever, the concept that he interacted with. Yeah. In Take My Breath. Mm -hmm. To me, this is almost like starting from the beginning. Like, he broke off that toxic relationship that he had. Yeah. Before you go to whatever happens in gasoline that he's like calling this person back later or mm -hmm. doing those things so mm -hmm. okay i see what you're saying yeah got so yeah so it's not necessarily in chronological order he's just kind of reflecting on his actions and how he treated people just as a whole yeah it's yeah. almost like <clears throat> after this like you know after the bender and after he realizes all of his mistakes he's starting from the beginning and like yeah kind of working through that yep okay gotcha yeah i I agree. Yeah, I agree. Look, if you try to look at it too close, like from a literal, like linear perspective, it, it, I think you'll kind of wind up thinking like, oh, maybe this isn't that thematic. But if you take your approach, I, that it makes it all fit a little bit easier, I think. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it, it seems like, um, it seems like he, he's just a very back and forth mm -hmm. person. Like he almost has like two sides of him mm -hmm. one side he one side he has like a genuine love for whoever this girl is mm. or multiple girls or guys as we discussed mm -hmm. um and but also he seems a little selfish not a little like very selfish very narcissistic very like um wanting to pursue just like pleasure mm. you know what i mean mm. um and yeah, I think it's just interesting to watch his struggle with that. Because like you said, I think we can all relate to it. Yeah. And this song specifically, again, it almost sounds like he... So I think, he, so when I, again, when I think of this album, he's like reflecting back on his past ways or, mm -hmm. you know, just like processing what he did. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like he's reflecting on his trauma and that's kind of the order that it comes in is at first you're like blaming yourself or just realizing what's happening and then kind of working through it. Right. And at this point, it almost sounds like he's starting to reflect on, like, what brought him there. So, mm -hmm. like he says, um, he talks about, like, where he was born mm -hmm. and the, basically, like, the, um, the environment that he was born in. And then yes. he says, so this life's always with me. The ice inside my veins will never bleed. So he's really talking about how almost, like, that's the fabric of his being. And so this relationship, he had to break off because of those... Yeah. tendencies that he he had know, like, like developed yeah he he had like kind of bred into him yeah yeah it, it's like kind of it kind of gives context for his actions actions and his struggles yeah 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 but nothing past that yet i, I agree yeah. yeah for sure uh do you think the music video contributes significantly at all to her her eyes just lowered completely to half mass. I don't know. I, I almost didn't even see your pupils. They lowered so much. You don't like, you don't like the music video? I just, I don't, I mean, I don't remember the last time that I watched it, but from what I do recall, I only watched it once. <clears throat> okay. And I think the dancing was not even like when I thought he was going to be dancing or how I thought he was going to be dancing. You, are was you he even me, dancing? Are you telling me you didn't like the Red Clan members? Like just... Yeah. Did the, is there like a Red Clan member in Scarborough, Canada? I do don't they know. have the clan there? I I bet if they do, they're only like very mildly racist. Like it's only yeah. like microaggressions. Yeah. You know? Like the most racist thing a Canadian clan member says is like, <laughs> oh well those people do that. And you then know? they say sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I know in the music video he's like tied or he's like bound to some like metal ring thing. Yeah, and it's like a bird's eye view, right? For a lot of it, yeah, yeah. I don't know. We're probably missing some major key thematic contributor, but yeah. I don't know. We're kind of just talking about the music here, so. Yeah, but no, I feel like, in short, no, I did not like the music video, and I don't <clears> know <throat> that it follows, at least what my perception of this song was. Dude, can we just straight up, can we just talk about how The Weeknd has the fucking worst music <laughs> videos on planet Earth? On, on planet Earth. <laughs> I do like some of them, but some of them, are, okay, I'm, <clears throat> to quickly touch on Starboy, most uh -huh. of those music videos reminded me of like the Goosebumps series yeah. by R.L. Stein. Mm -hmm. I think even the font. Okay. I don't know. These, so these ones are significantly better. I think at After Hours, when he did Blinding Lights and Heartless, I know you don't like them. Mm. But I think he was starting. I like Heartless. To... I like Heartless. The well, music video. Okay, here's the thing. I I wish his music videos would just contribute. Like I wish they would fit thematically with what he's trying to say. Yeah. And like <laughs> maybe I'm just a fucking idiot, or maybe he's too like brilliant for me. But as far as I can tell, they just like don't. And like <clears throat> I don't know. They're like they have a lot of like fuckboy tropes in them, like a lot of like quick zooms and like really like trendy like transitions and like mm -hmm. a lot of drugs and you know like alcohol and shit and it's like I feel like The weekend is deeper than that mm. like it, he is he is deeper he is deeper than that he's better than that and he makes these like fuckboy music videos mm. and I'm just like I don't know I just wish he would do better yeah the biggest offense at least that I'm aware of is the the music video for Too Late that is like that was like a whole <clears throat> other that was when I was like should I cancel him because yeah. I'm pretty sure that was and I don't know we, if we need to censor this out but like necrophilia at the end it was what? necrophilia what I mean, the hell was that dude I here's the thing I literally don't even like that doesn't bother me I'm I think that's fine if it like fits with what's going on but it like doesn't <laughs> you think necrophilia is fine I dude okay well don't like kink shame me I'm I mean sorry. damn yeah but it was um, very like Ed Kemper of him to be pulling that like that's that was his only inspiration. Yeah, yeah. It was gross. Oh, I don't know. Someone's someone's on fucking fire again. God, so rude. I think uh, one of the one of the commonalities that I've seen in all of his music videos is like dancing and him dying. He he likes to yeah. Have you seen that Twitter thing or that thing he put? He, there was a tweet he made Twitter thing. Such a fucking boomer. <laughs> <laughs> he tweeted a picture of him, uh, it's a behind-the-scenes picture of him watching um, a clip of the uh, Take My Breath music video, hmm. and he's, like, smiling so hard, and it's like, he. the caption was like, me watching myself get choked, and he's, like, <laughs> cheesing. Veneer's just going crazy. Veneer's, yeah. Veneer's on 10. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, he likes to watch himself get fucked up. I think that's cool. It, it's every music video that he's he's <clears throat> not only dying but being murdered. Thought, yeah, like in your eyes, gets his head cut off and then paraded around the dance floor. That was a pretty good music video. That was a good one. Life. That was yeah. a good one. Yeah. That was creative. It, yeah. Again, I don't really see how it applies to. And maybe it doesn't need to. Maybe everything doesn't need to fit thematically. I just yeah. I like that. I like when artists like tell a cohesive story through things. Hmm. I don't know. Um, yeah, and I yeah. think with this album, the thing is that, like you mentioned, mm -hmm. he has the potential and ability to. 
and he didn't. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, sacrifice music video. Neither of us really checked it out. Maybe we should have, but oh well. Um, do you want to move on? From the song? Yeah. Or do you want to? Yeah, I think I kind of touched on everything that it was mostly that line that sums up everything. Did you have anything else? No, I agree. Yeah, he says, what's he say again? I uh, hope you know that I tried. Yeah. Oh, God, I that hope breaks you know my I heart. love my time. Oh, my God, dude, yeah. But he did try. <clears throat> well, I mean, oh, no. I don't know. I wasn't there, but... Just the concept of that, just, like, like, just, like, trying so hard to just, like, hold on to a relationship for someone, like, because you just love them so much, but, mm-hmm. it, like, you literally, like, inside, like, cannot fight how much you want to just be on your own, just have your own time, like Mm -hmm. do your own thing. Like, God, that, that, that's a terrible place to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, that resonates with me. Um, Internally, not to make it like a selfish thing, but I think internally too, because you can't be there for another person when you're like struggling inside in that way. And I don't know, it just feels like, it's just weird. Yeah, for sure. Um, Okay. Let's, let's move on. Next. I like that little ASMR there. Thank you. Um, Tale by Quincy, which is a, what I would argue to be an interlude? Yes, I would say it's an interlude. Okay. So there's <clears> not a notable transition. Not a, not a notable transition, really. I like how it starts off with a fart, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> like an artificial one, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Looking back now, I didn't know what it was supposed to be. And and it's like raising kids, man. If you weren't raised, you don't know how to raise, you know? I just did the best thing I could with them because they know fucking well I love them. But I did it do the best I could. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I didn't. I will never forget watching my mother get put in a straitjacket and taken out of my home when I was only seven years old. She was diagnosed with dementia precox and put in a mental institution, leaving my daddy alone with me and my little brother Lloyd. I later had an evil stepmother who further cemented the idea that I didn't need a mother. Growing up without one had long-lasting efforts I didn't fully understand until much later in life. It bled into my relationship with family and those I had become romantically involved with. Whenever I got too close to the woman, I would cut her off. Part of that was vindictive and partially based on fear. But it was also totally subconscious. Looking back is a bitch, isn't it? (laughs) Good job. Um... Okay, where do you want to start? I think we should start with who Quincy is, just to kind of give a breakdown. For sure, yeah. Um, and the fact that, so from the top, if you don't mind. Yeah. We already So we already know that The weekend is heavily inspired by him. He's referred to him, I think a few times actually, but I can only think of the most recent example. Mm-hmm. Um, where he talks about him in the King of the Fall mm-hmm. song. Um, And he's referring to his own success with his mentors. And he says, some young Quincy Jones, dark-skinned Michael Jackson. 
Yeah. Comparing it to that. So he's talking about essentially one of his favorite artists or his biggest inspiration along with that artist's mentor. Mentor. Yeah. 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 Okay, so for those of you who don't know, and I'm definitely not the authority on this, because yeah. I'm, I'm 26 and Quincy Jones is 90, so there's a lot of old heads out there so I, who obviously know a lot more than I do. But from my understanding, Quincy Jones is just like a, he's a music icon. Mm -hmm. He's been in the, he's been in the game, he's kind of a behind the scenes person uh, who's been in the game literally since the 1950s, and he's worked with like every notable artist since then. Um... He has, I think, the most Grammy... I want to say he has the most Grammys of all time. Mm. I think he has 80. Or maybe it's Grammy nominations. Um, I think yeah, I think he has the most Grammy nominations. I think it's 80. And I think he has like 20-something Grammys. So he's a very accomplished guy. Wow. Most notably like a music producer. Um, he's worked with like Frank Sinatra, the Beatles, who he famously said were like shitty. Um... <laughs> Yeah, he had some interview where he, uh, it was like in 2018, he just like went off, I, I, it was kind of, it almost sounded like a deathbed interview. He just like revealed his raw thoughts on like every person he's ever worked with. And he said the Be Beatles suck. He said, he like <clears throat> said that um, uh, Richard Pryor and uh, Marlon Brando, do you know who either of those guys are? Okay, thank God. Uh, I'm going to have to quit the podcast with you. Uh, if you didn't, but um, he he like revealed that they had like a secret uh, gay relationship. <gasps> I mean, he just went off. He is ninety now, so he probably genuinely thought he was gonna. Uh, yeah, uh, he's probably like, "What do I have to lose?" Yeah. Um, also, I, I it took me a while to learn that his daughter is Rashida Jones from yeah. The Office and Parks and Rec. Um, Office is better, but. Mm. <laughs> I don't know about all that. Do we have to? Do we have to take a? That's another podcast. Okay. All right. Look out for our office versus Parks and Rec <laughs> podcast coming out next. Um, uh, he, I'd say most notably, Quincy Jones uh, helped produce Michael Jackson's three biggest albums. Yeah. Yeah, which were. Which were Off the Wall, Thriller, and Bad. Mm -hmm. And at least from I think what you found also was. Yeah. So he. So Michael Jackson basically at the time like hit up Quincy Jones like hey I'm looking for producers for my next album like give me some names and he apparently gave him some and like Michael wasn't too uh, thrilled or thrillered <laughs> uh, uh, horrible joke um, about them and Quincy was like well fuck it I'll just produce it for you and the first one they made together was Off the Wall it sold like 20 million copies which at the time is like I mean now that's very impressive but especially at the time very impressive. Um, their next album was Thriller, like you said. I think that went on to sell 65 million copies, mm -hmm. which I, I'm pretty sure became the, the highest selling album of, of all time. Wow. And then Bad was after that. And I think it did very well also. It sold like 45, 50, mm. somewhere around there. Um, um, yeah. And so... Obviously, since the weekend is so inspired by Michael Jackson, um, he, uh, I guess, sought out Quincy Jones in some some regard. Um, I think it's also really cool that he got him, so he got a a Quincy interview mm -hmm. to be a track on Don FM because that is a that's like I mean hardcore. He's like really paying tribute to Michael Jackson there because on uh, the Thriller album, um, like the last like 
there's several tracks towards the end that are just Quincy Jones interviews. Um, yeah, so The weekend really is, like, doing his due diligence there. Um, I, okay, so, in, like, episode one of this show, I kind of talked about how, like, all the tracks on Don FM, I don't really know if they're, if they're necessarily, like, contributing thematically Mm -hmm. to the overall theme of the album, or if they're just kind of, like, non-sequiturs and, like, cool little, you know... Um, snippets and for the longest time I could not find any meaning in A Tale by Quincy I could not find any meaning in it and recently um, I think I've kind of put it together Uh, what are Mm. your what are your thoughts on it like what do you think it yeah so I didn't really until I listened to this to be honest I didn't really know much about his upbringing or you know like how he grew up or really too much about his career mm-hmm. even in general mm-hmm. so especially not his personal life but I think what was really interesting is that The Weeknd is so inspired by this man who also seems to have a similar upbringing to him so he yeah. talks about I mean in this he talks about essentially what a poor upbringing and then you know quote-unquote poor yeah. upbringing and um, you know like lacking in parental figures or at least healthy parental figures even right affected him and how it how it affected him and personal relationships or like romantic relationships and mm-hmm. um I know in this he talks about how his mother was not present and that he had to grow up with his father and I think for the weekend it was the other way around really um, okay he yeah up, he yeah. had his mom but not his dad yeah yeah I think he was raised by his mom and his grandmother and his okay. dad was like I don't I don't know if he passed away or if he was just out of the picture yeah okay yeah yeah it, so I I agree it echoes the weekend story a little bit yeah and kind of like how in Sacrifice he talk, he starts off talking about like I was born in a city where the winter. He was basically like allowing, uh, laying the foundation, excuse me, for um, his behavior. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is just a reinforcement of that mm-hmm. sentiment. Like, yeah, this is why I act the way I do. Mm-hmm. I had a fucked up childhood. And I think um, towards the end, even Quincy says something about. Um, part of that was, oh, whenever I got too close to a woman, I Mm -hmm. would cut her off. Mm -hmm. And then specifically, he says, part of that was vindictive and partially based on fear, Mm -hmm. but it was also totally subconscious, which Mm -hmm. is like one of the last lines, Yep. you know, followed by looking back as a bitch, isn't it? Yeah. But I think that also summarizes the fact that, you know, whoever this character is in this album is not looking back and realizing like a lot of the actions that he had were yeah subconscious. It f- it fits perfectly. Yeah, it fits perfectly. Damn. I've Did got... you have any other thoughts as you kept listening? No, it's just yeah that that last uh, last series of bars you mentioned. Yeah. Um, whenever I got too close to a woman, I I would cut her off. But it, uh, part of that was vindictive and partly based partially based on fear, but it was also mm-hmm. totally subconscious. And then, yeah, when he says looking back is a bitch, isn't it? It's like, damn. And then it goes right into the next song. Yeah. Do you have anything else that you want to discuss on this, or can we move on to the track? I think we can move on. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Let's play, like, the tail end of Tale by Quincy to get the... So there's a pretty nice transition um, from Tale by Quincy to uh, Out of Time. Which the weekend does not want people to forget. There was some tweet that like listed all the nice transitions on Don FM, and they left out that one. And he like added it. He like <gasps> quoted the tweet and was like, "And don't forget." Out of time. Yeah. Oh. 
Whenever I got too close to the woman, I would cut her off. Part of that was vindictive and partially based on fear. But it was also totally subconscious. Looking back is a bitch, isn't it? forgiven and refreshed, free from all trauma, pain, guilt, and shame. You may even forget your own name. But before you dwell in that house forever, here's 30 minutes of easy listening to some slow tracks on 103.5 Dawn FM. Um, okay. Wow. Out of time. I feel like this is the one you and I both were waiting to talk about. Am I wrong? Yeah, but now I'm like blanking and I don't have anything to say. No, come on. All right, well, it's just I can, like I can, all feelings. I can fill an hour. I, yeah, it is hard with all the feelings that the song brings to like yeah. process it. I can fill an hour though, so you can, you can figure out what you want to say. The only thing I'm obsessed with is the way he says the word little, like little. If you mess up just a little. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's kind of got Michael Jackson syndrome where he talks kind of like a little little boy. Little. Deedle. Yeah. Yeah. Um. God, dude, I... You can start, honestly. I don't where do you want to start? I don't know where I want to start. Okay, well, let's let's think back to back in January when we first... When we first heard this song. Okay. Like, what our feelings were. My feelings were... Firstly, I was like, damn, this is a beautiful, beautiful instrumental. Again, also very 80s. 
major key um very happy major sounding key. song yeah um i was thinking the same thing mm -hmm. i know you were um again that's old hat to you um <laughs> i like the synths i like the um i like the drum one thing i one thing this is like maybe this is a little weird but one thing that like can make or break a song for me is if a song has a good snare drum to it Snare drum is like, do you know what a snare no. is? <laughs> no, okay. I don't. Snare is like the the main drum. Okay, so if there's a beat that goes do ch do ch, the snare is the ch one. Okay. This, let me just be the first to say, Out of Time has a great snare drum. Everybody, okay. <laughs> That's uh, you heard it here first. You heard it here first. Out of yeah. Time has a great snare drum. Um, I. They should make that a Grammy Award, honestly. Best snare. Out of time would get it. Best snare. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the instrumental altogether is beautiful. I like how they incorporated... Um, I don't know what the guitar is called, but there's a very like quintessential 80s um, guitar in there. It is a... That plucking, that, that pl guitar pluck you hear, that's like a quintessential... 80s um, trope, which I like in this. I think he uses it very well. Um, I would say um, his voice in this is like arguably at at its best. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, so the the instrumental for this is not a weekend original. We can get into that, but I mean, damn, it feels like it was meant for his voice. Mm -hmm. I mean, damn, it is just like buttery smooth, dude. It sounds so nice. I mean, when we were listening to it just now, I, when we started listening, I was like, dude, I'm going to cry. Like <laughs> every, every time I hear this song, I mean, it sounds so beautiful and it's also just like heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it's a very, very moving song. Um, I, I hate to say it, but like if there was, if there was one that could that could uh, take the title of uh, favorite song from How Do I Make You Love Me, it, it would be this, this one, for sure. Yeah. And I'm kind of surprised that this isn't my favorite one. I just like How Do I Make You Love Me for some reason. But yeah, no, this one is a very, very close second. Um, what do you think about it? I just have so many... I remember when we were listening to this song in the... The first time that we listened through, I was so overwhelmed by the entire album at that point that everything yeah. was just like, I don't know, it was just so much and it only kept getting better. Yeah. So, but going off of what you said, it seemed like this was the first song that he wasn't like adjusting his voice, if that makes sense. Right, yeah, yeah. Which is why I think it sounded so good because, again, it sounded like it was made for him because he was using his natural His natural voice. like register. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I like that about it. Okay. Um, what I am interested to hear is what he was pulling from, the other songs that he was pulling from. The instrumental? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, so Nia likes to say that he sampled another song for Out of Time. <laughs> I don't know if you can really call it a sample because he basically just made another song out of time. Like, just took the whole song pretty much. Do you want to play it? Yeah, what was the original one called? It is called Midnight Pretenders by Tomoko Aran. And uh, Tomoko Aran, I'm pretty sure, is a uh, Japanese artist from the 80s. 
Um, okay. So shout out you to Moko for uh, this beautiful instrumental that you and your team put together. Yeah, we know you're listening. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, of course. Um, do you want to play it? Yes. All right. I mean, it sounds very similar. <laughs> maybe a little more than very similar. Maybe identical, I think, yeah. would be the word. Um, but either way, I mean, he if I was Tomoko, I don't think I would be mad that he just, like, ripped my song. Yeah. I mean, because he, I mean, he, he did it such justice. I mean, damn. And, you know, he probably gained her some clout because he, like, made her song you know uh the instrumental of her song rather um you know kind of brought it to the mainstream in 2022 mm, yeah. i mean this song is from i don't know the 80s i'm pretty sure yeah 1983 he really did his research with the 80s stuff I, he did yeah, yeah. So him or someone on his team really really did their homework for sure um i love the album art for this too look at that yeah isn't that nice um um, do you want to get into what he's talking about here? Of course. So, I mean, it sounds, it sounds like, I mean, straight off the bat, he says, actually, I don't even know where to start with this song. I, I think I, I, I think I have a good starting point. Okay. I would like to hear it. So I think it's interesting in Sacrifice. Mm-hmm how he was talking about time mm -hmm. and how he loves his time and he wants more of it for himself. And now he's saying he's out of time. And it's interesting because he, uh, in, in Sacrifice, he was ending a relationship and it seems now in Out of Time, he realized the error of his ways in ending that and he wants this person back, but it's too late. She's with someone else or she's moved on in some capacity and now uh, he, he wanted more time, but now he's out of it. I think that's kind of interesting. So, so do you think this is a continuation of, like, he wanted his own time, so he ended the relationship? Mm -hmm. Then he says, the last few months, I've been working on me. So, I think it is, yeah. This is, like, the in-between time. The so, in he had the time to himself, mm -hmm. but now he's out of time in the sense of she could only wait so long. Yep. Mm -hmm. Isn't that heartbreaking? Yeah, but that's also just like the complex nature of relationships, which is so strange. Because, For sure. Like, it's, I don't think that it's that he didn't want her anymore. I mean, yeah. at least from what I'm understanding, whatever's yeah. happening here. Mm -hmm. It's that he needed more time to himself, but mm -hmm. then you also have to take into account that there's another person with their whole own life and yeah. goals and stuff. So. Yeah, no, yeah. Mm -hmm. time, time waits for no man, as they say. Yeah. Uh, that was really, like, wise of me to, yeah. like, pull that quote out just now. <laughs> um, 
Let's get into what he says a little bit. Okay, There's so... There's so much trauma in my life. You... Okay, now, Nia's a little fucked up. She laughed <laughs> when when we first heard that bar. She laughed at how There's he... so much trauma. <laughs> yeah, it sounds yeah. terrible. You don't like that? The way he says it is, like, almost a... Like, it's almost like... I don't know. You, you know, like, when you tell... It's, it's like one of those situations where you tell, like, a... Where you tell, like, a bare minimum guy or, you know girl or they them uh-huh that like you're like why is a dish like in the dishwasher and they're like you don't know what i've been through like you know like that's <laughs> oh, yeah. what it sounded like, like to you, me like baby can you please you never do do the dishes can you please just do them you don't know what i've been through yeah. man like i would do the dishes if it was that easy but man my dad wasn't around yeah i know <laughs> yeah, what you're saying what yeah those, which to be fair i don't mean to undermine we know from his past albums, the amount of trauma and whatever, his upbringing and stuff right. that he's been through is very valid. It's just the way that he sang it in the beginning. So from a, a sonic perspective, you think it's funny? That Not and then... Yeah, okay, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, that and then the fact that like in this... I don't know that I can contribute it to COVID, but I feel like a lot of people started using a lot of like psychological terms and like clinical terms when COVID started. Uh-huh. Maybe okay. it's because we're inside all day, so you were like introspecting or something, but... Yeah. I feel like trauma and, like, narcissism and all these, they're, like, buzzwords almost at a point. So the fact For sure, that yeah. He put the word trauma in there and saying it like that, it just almost seemed like a buzzword to me. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't see it that way. Mm -hmm. I, I see it more as, like, I mean, Sacrifice and A Tale by Quincy, I think, are there, like we said, they're there to lay the foundation that he has had trauma in his life. Yeah, serious trauma. And this, it seems like he's really reflecting on that. He's like, look, the past few... It almost it sounds almost like he like started going to therapy or something. Mm -hmm. He's like, mm -hmm. the last few months I've been working on me. And he's... I, it also kind of sounds like he could be leaving another voicemail for this girl. He's saying, the last few months I've been working on me, and he's just like, God, there's so much trauma in my life. Like, mm -hmm. almost like, I'm so sorry to have, like, let that um, affect how I treated you. I'm mm -hmm. so sorry to, like, dump all that on you. He even says, I've been so cold to the ones who love me. Mm -hmm. I look back now and I realize, like, I, I mean, yeah, it is very, it's very sad. It's very heartbreaking. I think it's, like, profound. I mean, the way he's just, he's realizing, you know, how, how much he wronged this woman that he loves. Mm. Um... And then he gets into, oh my god, dude, I'm going to start crying. He gets into... Let it out. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> he gets into uh, the bridge. He says, I remember when I held you. Oh my god. You begged me with your drowning eyes to stay. Mm -hmm. And I regret I didn't tell you. Now I can't keep you from loving him. You made up your mind. So she moved on to someone else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. God, this is just such a tragic beautiful, just heart-wrenching um, song. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I love it. Um, say I love you, girl, but I'm out of time. Say I'm there for, me, there for you, but I'm out of time. Say that I'll care for you, but I'm out of time. Mm -hmm. And I, I'll love you like I should have loved you all the time. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Sad. Very sad. Yeah. Um... If you mess up just a little, baby, you know my line. If you don't trust him a little, then come right back, girl, come right back. Dude, by the way, that line in the song 
sounds so good when he layers his vocals on top of each other. That I love that part. Um, give me one chance, just a little baby. I'll treat you right, and I'll love you. Yeah, you're you're what you were mentioning, uh, and I'll love you like I should have loved you all the time. And then back into that bridge that I can't get into because it's gonna make me cry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. God, just just an amazing tragic song but yeah mm. I, I love it it's very good um, um oh another thing i wanted to touch on on top of the snare in the song that is so good the double clap you know what i mean you made yeah. up your mind dude so good should be a grammy for that too <laughs> Um, best double clap best double clap for sure yeah I don't know do you have any other thoughts on it no okay I think you said I think you said it all it is just a tragic song but I do have a follow-up question I think we were able to talk about it but Uh just to kind of make it definitive or like a one-liner yeah how do you think this fits into the theme or the character development of yeah good question where we are in the album yeah thank you for asking that yeah okay so I think <clears throat> I think this is where he starts to turn around. Yeah. Like, I think this is the literal turning point. Um, for, like, yeah. Th- I think this is it. This is the moment where he realizes that, like, his earthly ways are, like, that's not the way mm-hmm. to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, he definitely, like, hasn't found the way to be yet. Yeah. But this is the realization. Yeah. Yeah. And it seems like he's, like, starting to find his footing, at least in terms of, mm-hmm. you know, I've been working on myself, et cetera, yep. et cetera. Mm-hmm. But then how does that place me back into the relationships that I had or building new relationships from well, there on out? Well, you know, it's like they say, um, the first step to fixing a problem is admitting that you have one. Yeah. And that was also very wise of me to say. Um, I'm just kind of killing it with that today. Right. Um, so, yeah, he's just admitting that he's a problem. But unfortunately, he's out of time. Too late, yeah. Can we, real quick, can we talk about the Japanese remix of this song? Yes. Yes, we can. I mean, do we have another hour to talk about the Japanese <laughs> version? Should we play it as our outro, or should we just oh, no, talk we, about it? We, well, we can play it as the outro, for sure. We'll okay. treat the people to the whole song at the end. But okay. let's just dig into it right now a little bit. So, uh... I don't mean to sound ignorant. I did not look yeah. at the translation. I don't know what the person is actually saying. N- me either. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Oh, yeah. Well, I, maybe. It's I, just, like, pleasing. Well, I assume that he's saying the same thing as The weekend. Okay. I, that's just my assumption. Yeah. Um, which is shocking. You would think I would know Japanese, because I'm, like, very cultured and very, like, worldly and, like, you know. You know what I mean? But... I, sure. Surprisingly, yeah. I don't know Japanese. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean to say I didn't make the effort to even Google the translation. But okay, yeah. What I do recall is when listening to this, I was like, is The Weeknd even a good artist? You know? It, the, the Japanese version of Out of Time is very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her and I were both like, dude, is this better than the original? And I don't think it is, but... I guess not. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I guess not. But, damn, it's really good. So, uh, the official title for this track is called Out of Time, and then parentheses, Japanese version. Mm-hmm. And it's by Shane Orock. Um, Shane, S-H-A-Y-N-E, Orock, O-R-O-K. Mm-hmm. Um, and the cover art is a kind of, like, 
uh, heartbroken looking anime boy. That's mm -hmm. really the only way I can describe it. Mm -hmm. All right, let's play it real quick. <clears throat> Okay, real quick, I just have to say, I love how he, so he's speaking Japanese to the song, obviously. I love how he uh, says out of time in English. Mm -hmm. Damn, that kid knows what he's doing. Mm -hmm. That is really good. Shout out Shane, bro. Damn. Holding good it job, down. Hold it, Holding it down in love Japan. Love you, Shane. Yeah, for real. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, let's get into Jim Carrey's little part at the end. Yeah. Is this the first we've heard from Jim Carrey since... When did we last hear from him? The first track. Is, is it since the first track? Mm -hmm. Okay, all right, yeah. So Jim Carrey, the, the host of Dawn FM, uh, 103.5, tuning back in with us. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> let's see what he says. Don't you dare touch that dial because like the song says, you are out of time. Mm -hmm. Kind of reminding the listener that you're, that's cool that you're getting into this music and everything, but you, you're dead. You're on your way to your judgment. Um, you're almost there, but don't panic. There's still more music to come before you're completely engulfed. Dude, this is so terrifying. There's still more music to come before you're completely engulfed in the blissful embrace of that little light you see in the distance. One more time, you're completely engulfed Com that, by the little light you see in the distance. That You're going to be completely engulfed by that. Like, fire. Maybe that's what happened to those people out there that were calling oh my God. 911. What else does he say? Um, soon you'll be healed, forgiven, and refreshed, free from all trauma, pain, guilt, and shame. Which I do think all four of those things were Key factors. touched on yes. in the earlier songs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, free from all trauma, pain, guilt, and shame. You may even forget your own name, but before you dwell in that house forever, here's 30 minutes of easy listening, etc., etc. So he's going back into that radio yep yep theme um what i i i'm i kind of get stuck on when he says before you dwell in that house forever do you think he means anything by the word house or do you think he's just kind of like being weird jim carrey 
I thought he was talking about heaven or hell or whatever the afterlife. Or, yeah, whatever that looks like. But before you dwell in that house forever, I, it sounds to me like he's saying don't get caught up in the fact that you're going to... So before that, he says, soon you'll be healed, forgiven, refreshed, free from all trauma, pain, guilt, and shame. You may even forget your name. You, you may even forget your own name. It, it sounds like he's saying, but before you get caught up in that, here's, uh, the, here's, here's some music. But you think he's talking about... It could mean both. But what, yeah. I, what I heard was that... <clears throat> Was that before you're basically there? Yeah, yeah. Here's a few more tracks. Okay, okay. I, I, yeah, I could see that too. Um, I think he still sounds great as the the Don FM radio host. Mm. Yeah. What do you think? <clears throat> so, did you watch the music video for this? Yes. I think you did. Yeah. It was very cute. It was cute. But at the end, there was a reference to The Mask, right? The movie that Jim Carrey was in? Yeah, so, well, yeah, so he puts a mask onto the weekend, uh, or the weekend's character. Hmm. Um, so Do you think that had any significance? I want to say yeah, but I don't know what it is. Yeah, me either. I don't know, but I do like that. Uh, well, so Jim Carrey did an, an interview with some uh, news channel, and they, the anchorwoman asked him about that. Mm -hmm. She was, like, mm -hmm. talking about the music video. And she was like, you know, now that you're kind of in the twilight years of your career and, you know, the weekend is obviously like very hot right now and kind of, you know, at or close to his peak, it's kind of interesting that you put the mask on him. Like you almost kind of like pass the torch a little bit. And he seemed to agree with that. He seemed to kind mm. of be like, yeah, yeah, that is kind of interesting. Almost like maybe that could be what this was about in the music video. Mm. I don't know, though. Um... Again, I have a hard time translating his music videos. Into... I, I do, yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah. Um, you speculated that the whole reason he made this music video <laughs> was so that he could go on a date with the oh, girl. Oh, one hundred percent. The music video is like they just did karaoke, which yeah. I know karaoke is very big in like Korean culture and it's really big in Japanese culture, and mm -hmm. I'm probably leaving out one other one, but. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I understand the theme, but it's like, what does she have to do with anything? Yeah, right. And Out of Time really does sound like a karaoke song, but so it's I get the per that. it's the perfect karaoke yeah. song. It's because it's a perfect duet song, even though it's not a duet. You could easily duet that with someone. Yeah, um, yeah it's a great karaoke song. But they were just having fun. There was no like, it was <clears throat> out of time. There was no like breakup aspect. He didn't even maybe he did die at the end. I don't know. As usual. But it just, you didn't get any of that. It just seemed like they were cute and on a date. Well, he's young. He's young The weekend, And then yeah. we see old The weekend come and like, I think he like takes him from his fun date with this girl. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. I, I wish I, I wish I was, I wish I was smart enough to like understand what he's trying to say with that. But I'm just, I'm not. So <laughs> he has, he definitely has a thing for Asian girls. Yeah, and he uh, he touches on that in like Kissland and his earlier got and in Starboy. <laughs> got a sweet Asian chick. She go low main. Yeah. Yo, <laughs> that's called motherfucking bars right there. It was pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. 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 No, that was that was pretty sick. Um, <clears throat> yeah, he had an Asian girl also in the Blinding Lights music video. I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure, mm -hmm. right? She's like she's doing karaoke on stage or like singing or something. Um, and then a lot of his earlier albums, there's the same same thing. 
Yeah, yeah. Didn't he used to use like a lot of like Japanese text in his stuff? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Um, I never heard any of that stuff. So. It's best. It's best you know. <laughs> We're joking. We don't mean that. Abel, um, you've come a long way. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's what matters. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is there anything else? You want to get into or you think that's it? I think that's good for now. We talked about a lot of stuff today. We did. We're at an hour and 15 minutes. Wow. But we covered three three tracks. Yeah. So honestly, you're welcome, you know? Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Should we go over our socials? Yeah. Okay. So here's our socials. Watch us on YouTube, Less Than Zero FM, Instagram and Twitter, at Less Than Zero FM. Rate and review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, bitch. Um, yeah. So follow comment subscribe subscribe tell, tell us what you think things mean especially music videos. especially the music videos but you know what dude people kind of go crazy speculating about the music videos i love it dude it's like he obviously didn't do that and it's like it's like do you remember um dissecting like books in english class oh like the curtains were red yeah and they're like is nick carraway gay and like the great gatsby yeah you know and it's like right. what does it have to do with anything so obviously yeah because love is love but like for sure obviously the author didn't care about any of that stuff no yeah it's like that another famous twitter thing or tweet um uh, it's like in English class, um, in a book, the curtains are red. The English teacher goes like, you know, and by making these curtains red, the author was really trying to touch on, you know, the, the, the something about the times, and then the author chimes in. The author himself chimes in, and he's like, the curtains were just red. It has no meaning. <laughs> That's what people do with the weekend's music videos. Yes. Yeah. I, I remember, like, um, for... Uh, uh, I can't remember what the song was. Maybe it was like Escape from L.A. Or something off After Hours. And I was just scrolling through the comments about the music video. And like the agreed upon theory in the YouTube comment section was that The Weeknd joined the Illuminati. And that he was just tr desperately trying to get out. And After Hours, the album, was basically his way of trying to secretly tell people, like, help me get out of the Illuminati. And Wasn't he allegedly doing that in his last three albums, too? I guess. I don't know. But that was, like, the consensus. Wow. Yeah. Every, everyone seemed to think that, so... Have you ever commented on a YouTube video? Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. Um, yeah, back in the day, I... When I was in, like, seventh grade, I, uh... I was a horny little seventh grader. And, um, I looked up, I just typed in my middle school's name into YouTube and, uh, I happened to see a video of some girls that were in the class above me. Hmm. They posted a video of them doing some like dance and I was like, oh bro, I got to shoot my shot. Like <laughs> in the YouTube comments, in the section? YouTube comments. Yes, sir. A year younger. Yeah. Oh and, my God. uh, I mean, dude, shooters got to shoot, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so I commented, um, I mean, dude, like. <laughs> Sorry, you haven't even said it yet. Go ahead. No, you're you're that that is an appropriate reaction. I commented, uh, "You girls sure can dance!" <laughs> Exclamation mark. And surprisingly, like those girls didn't like flock to me the next day. But what was uh, crazy is I realized um, 
later, my dad approached me, and I had commented that from his YouTube account. My dad, who at the time was like a 40-year-old man, commented on some 8th grade girls dancing and said, you girls sure can dance. So, yeah. Did the school call your dad? I think someone replied back to my dad, like, you fucking creep, like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, so. Okay, well, that sounds like a mishap. Yeah. So maybe don't shoot your shot in the YouTube comments is what we're trying yeah. to say here. And also maybe maybe don't tell us your thoughts about the music videos because I don't want to... I want to hear them. You do? You can okay. close your eyes. I, I like to hear all the theories. Do you hear comments or do you see them? <laughs> I, like, I like to hear the theories. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Reading yeah, the yeah. comments. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Okay. What else? Socials? Socials, follow. Like, comment, or subscribe <laughs> yeah okay thank you bye